Hi everyone, this is episode 30 of Live Life Well, the podcast. My name is Amy Leong and I am your host for this podcast episode and I guess the whole of this podcast series. And I just wanted to jump in here before we even got started with the formal introduction to let you know that this is actually part two of two of a conversation I had with my guest, Richard Patterson, the founder and CEO of Basics for Blokes, a charity created to empower and encourage men to talk about their mental health. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, then please press pause right now and go and listen to episode 29 because it will just give you the context that you need for the rest of this conversation. After the formal introduction that you'll hear in a moment, we will jump straight into the conversation where Richard has started talking about why, in his view, the definition of health is different for everyone, which aligns a lot with our holistic view of wellness here um, as part of the Live Life Well movement. And then we go on to talk about the importance of creating a safe environment for us to be vulnerable, um, how community is important and how what you focus on grows. So this is a really powerful uh, part two of a conversation that I had with Richard. He is definitely a deep well and someone I could listen to all day long. And I think you will enjoy this very much. So before we get in, though, I should just let you know that this episode and um our Live Life Well movement is uh, looking to uh, head into our Live Life Well Summit um, that's coming up on the 17th to the 20th of November. So if you have not looked into that yet and you have no idea what that's about, click the link in the description of this podcast episode and you'll find out all the information. But we have uh, some amazing female founders and business owners who are going to be speaking on different topics of holistic wellness and there are some amazing prizes up for grabs just by participating and being part of the summit it will be hosted on youtube and in a a private facebook group so make sure you join in and we're going to be starting a 13 days of wellness challenge on the 5th of november so you want to get in on that so that uh, you can make the most of this opportunity just before we head into 2022 um, to really just start looking after yourself start building some good habits and also just giving yourself a break because i think that as we get into you know the last 60 days or so of 2021 it can be very easy to get stressed overwhelmed and just you know needing to do all the things and the last thing on your mind is probably self-care so let's let us help you in um, getting that accountability going so that you can live life well now with all that said Let's get into this episode and we hope you enjoy it. Um, There are the links to how to get in contact with Richard in uh, the description and there's also links to how you can purchase some t-shirts or journals that are part of the Live Life Well movement and all tools really just to help you burn bright and not burn out. All right, take care and I'll see you on on the other side. Bye. Hi friends and welcome to season three of Live Life Well, the podcast. 
Our mission is to end burnout culture by empowering world changers to burn bright and not out so that they can live a life full of purpose, joy and delight. My name is Amy Leong and I'll be sharing the life-giving practices and lessons that I've learned on this journey of failing forward. As a former lawyer turned leadership and wellness coach, we'll be talking about holistic wellness, servant leadership principles, self-care, mental health and spiritual health, and other things close to my heart, such as social justice issues, the power of mentoring and being mentored, creativity in the workplace, and the current global pandemic. I'm dedicated to share from a place of authenticity, and I'm going to give you VIP access to my conversations with wise mentors and guests. My hope is that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have something you can apply to your life so that you can live it well. I hope that this also just feels like we are sitting across from each other over a nice cup of coffee or favorite beverage in a cafe somewhere in Melbourne and having a chat like old friends. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. So tell me more. What does that what does that mean then? Okay, so the people any individual, Mm -hmm. the most important definition of health is their definition. Mm. It's not about me imposing my definition of health on you. If I if I was to say to you that you know we're promoting better health, how you interpret that is what matters to me. Mm. Not what I tell you. I don't want to put a box around health. And I, and so therefore I apply that across the spectrum because I think there are elements of mental health and physical health which are separate, but I think there's a lot more um, overlap mm. than there is separation. So I sort of want to talk about, I don't want to create like a silo type approach where this is, a, this is mental health and this is physical health. Mm-mm. No, it's about health and well-being. You as yeah. a whole person. Yes. Um, is brilliant. Is what's what's really important, and I'm not. I'm not, I'm more interested in finding a management plan for you to come up with your definition of health, and then maybe together we can come up with a management plan of what better health would look like for you. Let's worry about the management plan, not the diagnosis. Mm. So it's not defining. You know, is your eating problem? I'm not saying you've got an eating problem, but I'm oh yes, know, yes, generically. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yep. Um, is is the eating problem emotional, psychological, a mental thing, or a physical thing? Mm. Um, that's for the experts to determine. But I think the most important thing is that person that we're talking about is finding a reason why why do you want to lose weight? You know, is it? I, I did a um, corporate presentation a few months ago. And I asked the guys, it was all the, it was meant, it was men's health week. And so they, this company took all the guys aside for a morning and I addressed them about men's health. And I said to them, put up your hand if you've got kids. And interestingly, every one of them had children. Mm. And I said, leave your hand up if you want your kids to have a dad in five years. And it was like deathly silence in the room. And everybody left their hand up. 
Mm. And I said, do you understand how much um, the fulfilment of that desire is in your hands? Yes. So whether your kids have a dad in five years, a lot of it is your responsibility. Have you ever taken that responsibility on board? Mm. Say so you could have been dropped. It was just you could have cut the air with a knife because most of us guys are, are just so busy making sure the mortgage is paid and, you know, making sure that we're getting promoted at work so we've got more money and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, and I'm, I'm a living example of it, mm. you know, that I had a, a, a bad health diagnosis for two years and ignored it. Mm. But then all of a sudden I realised my little boy needs his dad. Yeah. Yeah. What a powerful, like, um, connection to make with, you know, the, the need to look after yourself because you actually, you know, if you don't, then your family, you know, the family that you're wanting to provide for, may not have you there anymore so and that's the I think that's one of the things that this whole COVID thing is probably changing a little bit um is that we're starting to think you know I was driving through a very wealthy area back when we were allowed to drive around um (laughs) and I was looking at all these big houses you know with a couple of BMWs in the driveway or whatever and I'm thinking I wonder how much time these people actually have to enjoy that house that they're working their fingers to the bone to pay for. Mm-hmm. They probably have to work so hard and so long. That by the time they get home, they just want to collapse and sleep. Mm-hmm. And then they've got to get up early to go back and work the next day. Mm. All of that for this house that they can't even enjoy. Yes. Yeah. And I think similarly, you know, for the number of, of dads that are um, working their butts off to give their kids a good education and I'm not against private school education. That's not my point. Yeah. But is that really more important than actually spending time with your kids? You know, you've got to work so hard to pay for their education mm. that you don't have time to build your relationship with them. Yeah. And I think these are the sort of questions that we, and, and I'm speaking on behalf of men and a man who's made those mistakes. So I'm not putting myself up on a pedestal. I'm just saying I hope other guys can start understanding this stuff earlier than I did. Mm. I would love to have discovered this stuff, you know, 10 years earlier. Mm. Um, But I didn't. Um, So now I hope that I've become a bit of an evangelist for men's health, um, you know, to the male population. So, um, yeah, so that's, I hope that gives a bit of an understanding of, the philosophical basis of where we're coming from and the structural um, basis of what we're doing. Yeah, no, that was wonderful. And I I think um, for people who are listening to this later, um, I really just was, when I was listening to you, I was just like, you, the most I said was probably, yes. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) And that was really because I think your story is, um, is very relatable. And I think um, people can, identify even me as a female and not your target audience but some I could see elements of that story for myself like you know I come from a corporate background and there are those you know we work long hours and my story is also one of I've I've reached certain points moments where I think we're talking about moments in Mm -hmm. our journey 
where we have that wake up call and being like, if I don't look after my body, like what, what good is it going to be like for my family or for my workplace and for um, the people I want to serve. So I think um, I I love that holistic approach as well, or, or thinking about, you know, aspects of our health, not from a, you know, siloed perspective, but how it's all one affects the other. So I think Mm. that's a really, that resonates a lot with me personally. Um, And I'm just, yeah, just really amazed that it's, it sounds like, you know, this idea um, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I've heard it incorrectly, that this has really only come out through COVID, like this, Mm. this idea. um, And now you're already in that place of, you know, pitching, you know, a, a pilot uh, episode and then also connecting in with the large, you know, a, a large organisation that's going to help, you know, start this program up. So I just really want to commend you on that, Richard. Um, I hope you've been celebrating as well along the journey because there's much to celebrate there. And it feels like this is one of those um, instances of like watch this space because I think, Um, for people who are listening to this podcast. Um, I don't know where else you've been talking about this, but you heard it here. (laughs) One of the first places that you've heard it. Um, And I'm just so excited to see what will happen for basics for blokes. Um, And um, yeah, we'll be definitely following your journey as well. So one one of the things that I didn't, you know, just sort of happen, um, the production company that we're using for the TV show, the owner of that production company spoke to me the other day and he said that he he's been he historically has done quite a lot of work and got lots of networks in in America yeah. and he said our tv show he said that would just absolutely go gangbusters in the states so i look at that and i think you know the potential of where yeah. this could go and yeah. one of the things too on timing when you said about covid about 3 years ago i started writing a book um about the way that um where as society where there's this incredible separation starting to happen you know where we do transactions instead of doing um relational interactions mm. we now do transactions like for example the, the classic example is going to the bank yep. whereas we used to go into the bank and interact with a teller <laughs> to get money out now you do a transaction with a machine yes and that's just um, multiplied thousands of times through. That's just how life is happening now. Mm. And I started writing a book about that and I get frustrated because I just wasn't, you know, getting it done and everything. I'm getting to the closing stages of writing that book now. But mm. 90% of that book is about how COVID has affected us as a society. Mm. And I think I'm so glad my book never came out <laughs> two years ago yes because it would have lacked the content and the relevant content that co- living through COVID has provided for me mm. so um I I'm not advocating being lazy or being <laughs> undisciplined but sometimes you just have to sit you just have to keep going and then the right time will kind of present itself mm. and when it's right it'll happen yes um I love that. And I, it's, it's, if somebody could write a book about how to, if there was a litmus test 
of is this laziness or is this waiting for the right time? You'd sell a whole other study, I think. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, so that's that's another thing, and and also now I'll have a TV show as the forum for me to launch my book. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so, I think things have definitely lined up in, yeah. in its perfect timing, I think. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'm so um, grateful for you to be on the show. I'm so glad to connect with you. There's things that you've mentioned in the interview that I'm going to ask you about later yeah. <laughs> privately. But um, in just some, because it is National Mental Health Month, um, in Australia right now when when this is released um, just some like practical things that maybe men uh, in particular or just generally like that you've found has been helpful for your mental health maybe we can end with a few yeah maybe uh, let's say three three things three to yeah. four things that would be helpful right now for someone to be like okay I want to take ownership of this where yeah. do I start yeah I think the first thing is that um, we are created to be social beings. We're created to be in, in groups and, and societies and collectives and tribes and villages. You know, we're, we're supposed to be interdependent. Mm. We're not supposed to operate as, um, use that analogy of silos again. Mm. We're not supposed to operate like that. And it's, that's exactly what my book is about, is the damage that I was going to say COVID, the reaction to COVID. It's not actually COVID that's caused it, it's the reaction and the management of COVID has created this incredible separation. And so one of the things I think is people need to, um, to be have good mental health. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for all of our health, we need nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I guess let's, let's put it in terms of interaction with others is really good nutrition mm. for our mental health. Yeah, great. And one of the things, one of my things about the health and wellness industry is they, I mean, I nearly said a really naughty word then, um, that they the concentrate safe, on... We're in a safe space here. <laughs> yeah, they, the health and wellness world concentrates so much on what you can't do and you can't have. Mm. You know, you've got to stop sugar, you've got to stop carbs, you got to, you know. Whereas what I do in the morning, I wake up and I think for breakfast, where am I going to get my protein from in my breakfast? Yeah. So I'm looking for what I'm going to get, not what I've got to avoid. Okay, yep. And we're, we're geared to be positive creatures. Mm. We, we go after what, what we can get. Mm. We don't resist what we shouldn't get. You know, like that's really unhealthy. Like if I say to you, picture a non-red elephant. <laughs> I'm picturing a red elephant right now. Absolutely. And it's the same thing you said. Now, cut down. Now, listen, Amy, you've got to cut down on your carbs and you've got to have less fat and um, no sugar. Mm. What are the three things that you got out of that? Carbs, fat and sugar. Yeah, yeah. So what are you going to be attracted to? Yeah. Those Even things, said, three of those things. Yeah. And so. But isn't that, sorry, just to, again, to interject, isn't that the whole idea like um, some people use? It's just like when you start, when you think of something, then you'll start seeing more and more of that thing in your life. Yeah, Raza or something. Yeah. And I, I think the idea of like your thoughts are 
um, are magnets as well. Like yeah. they attract, you know, if you start thinking about like a certain type of car or you'll start seeing it everywhere on the road because your brain is actually wired then to look for that, look for it's that It's a thing. reticulation, there's a, there's a term for it, I can't remember. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm not that technical, but like. But, the, yeah. but um, also that um, the way that I word that is that what you focus on grows. Yep. So if you're Perfect. focusing on what you're trying to avoid, you keep seeing what you're trying to avoid. Like if you focused on cutting out sugar, when you go into 7-Eleven, you're <laughs> going to see the chocolate bars yep. and you're going to see the soft drinks mm. and all the stuff that's full of the ice creams. That's what you will see because your mind is thinking no sugar, no sugar, no sugar, no. It's just mm. like non-red, non-red, non-red. Yep. You keep seeing red. Yeah, okay. And so, so in terms of nutrition, mental health the first thing is keep interacting with other people yeah socialization is just so important um you know in in this time where we've been separated whether it's zoom calls and and make it as interactive as you can like transactional communication is not as effective as um relational interactive mm. um communication like sending a text message like for me to send you a text message and say, hope you're doing well, Amy, has nowhere near the impact of me ringing you up and say, how's your day going, Amy? Mm. And yep. we, in, we interact with our conversation. Mm. And this transactional communication really bothers me where that's going. Mm. And, yep. and the second thing is whatever it is that you, um, excuse the French, but it's probably the best way of saying it, whatever it is that you're most pissed off about, what can you do to change that in your circle of influence? Mm. And I can give an example of that, that this whole thing, this lack of unity that's happening now, you know, the vaxxers versus the anti-vaxxers yeah. Yeah. And, and the states versus states and the states yeah. versus federal government, you know, like everything's like you've got to define which camp you're in. Yeah. You know, like in America now you're either a... Um, a Democrat or a Republican, like, yeah. and which one are you? Which one are you? Which one are you? Yeah. And you've got pressure. Join our camp. Fine. Join our camp. There are people drawing lines between yeah. people within families, even you know. And you even, can't waver. There's yeah. no, there's no room for sitting like you know. Are you red or blue? Mm. There's no room for purple anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be red or blue. Yeah. And so, I was worried. I was upset about that the other day while I was mowing the lawn, thinking, you know, I want to do something you know, to overcome this separation. But I can't unify the world. And I just had this epiphany again that, um, no, but you can unite your court. Mm. And so I started thinking about that. So long story short, now I mow all the nature strips in my court. Mm. And a number of people who, for whatever reasons, find it difficult to maintain their garden, I mow their front lawn for them. Mm. So I've now created, not I've created, there has now been a community created within my street. Mm. So I've, it's brought unity. Yeah. And we've created a little microcosm in our court. We're, we're a little community. That's amazing. Which yeah. we weren't before. So the one lady down the road has a lemon tree. So she's put a bucket of lemons by her um, letterbox mm. for everybody to help himself. Somebody else has got an orange tree, so they put a bucket of oranges next to their letterbox for everybody to help. 
So yeah. we're becoming a community. So the second, so the first thing was to make sure I'm communicating is new, you know, communicating and interacting is nutrition yes. for your mental health. Yes. The second thing is focus on what you can do, yeah. not what you can't do. Wonderful. So find whatever it is that you're pissed off about, find something that you can do, even in a small way, just in your little orbit mm. that you can do about that. Yeah. And then I think the um the the third thing to do is to concentrate on being somebody not doing something Mm. and if you work out who you want to be it's much easier to work out what you need to do because there's an end game Mm. when you when you decide what sort of person you want to be that will drive what you do the stuff that you do and it's so hard you know people find decisions hard to make a lot of that is because they haven't actually consciously sat down and thought, what sort of person do I want to be? Mm. Everything's about what you do and yes. what you do and what you get. You know, what can I have and yeah. what can I do? Whereas if we just set a little bit of time aside to say, actually, who do I want to be? Mm. You know, I'm seeking after all this money and, you know, I think what happens is people live by default instead of living by design. Mm. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm just working through some health stuff with a guy at the moment. And he's realising that he's just, he's lived his life out on default. Yep. He's yep. never actually stopped and designed his life, you mm. know. And one of the things that I, we were just chatting a little bit before this interview about this, that one of the things that I've realised is that a lot of um, the the life coaches and the gurus you know you've got to find yourself well the reality is I don't exist ahead of time I have to create myself Mm. I can't if I go on a journey to find myself that that I'm trying to find something that doesn't exist yet Mm. and that's rhetorical you're going to get giddy you're going to get dizzy doing that because you're going to run around in circles Mm, and it's a bit like peeling an onion you know you just peel the layers off and then what happens when all the layers are gone yeah nothing left (laughs) yeah whereas i think we need to live by design not by default and you need to create yourself you don't find yourself Mm. you create yourself and this comes back to work when you know who you want to be then that will drive what you do yeah to become who you want to be yeah yeah so you, you actually, we've got our future sitting in our hands to create. Mm. It's not, I don't already exist five years down the track. I create what will exist five years down the track. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that, almost, and I think that takes pressure off. Oh, it does, doesn't it? It does. Like, I think it's like, like, I don't have to strive to like find out what my purpose is. Uh, in many ways it's like it's almost like reverse reverse engineering I think is what comes to mind it's just like yeah. when you've got that you can you can um like look at the gifts and things that you have like you look at the toolkit you've been given and then you can project in terms of vision of like this is the person I want to be and then it's like working backwards right and yeah. then it's like okay so if this is the person I want to be 
then what are the steps that I need to take to, to bring that yeah. vision to life? So and if that's you, what I'm getting from you. If you were somebody who just really wanted to, um, I used to run a course on this sort of stuff and, you know, get people to write the newspaper article that they would like to see written about them. Yeah. And it kind of then identifies who the, the projected self that they want people to see. Mm. Um, and and similarly, you know, like the epitaph, what would you want said at your funeral kind of thing, which is a bit sort of kitschy, but it's it's got valid, it's valid as well. Yes. Um, but I think if you, you know, if we sat down and worked that out, then and then align that with what you're doing, mm. is what you're doing heading you towards who you want to be? And I think often we'll find if we're living by default, we're actually not creating the person that we want to be. Mm. we're creating the person that um other people expect society. us to. yeah society yeah. has so said you're, you're working you're working your ass off you know 15 hours a day to have the big house and all that sort of stuff yeah. but you just really wish that you you know i just really wish my life i could make other people's lives happy or i wish i was the sort of person that could have an impact on other people or you know i'm you know might be a big guru in the you know uh mogul the banking mogul you know, but the thing that I really want, I just, I wish I could have an impact on the orphans in Africa. Mm. You know, that's the sort of person I want to be. Well, your career path and your default life is actually not heading towards your desired life. Mm. Yeah. So you need to decide, Yeah. how do I marry that up? You know, like, do I go and start a... um seed funding program if i understand banking and finance for small non-government organizations to serve the orphans in africa mm. you know do yeah. i take a bit of a change of course use the experience and use the knowledge yes. and the expertise definitely yes but turn it towards fulfilling that that desire that inner desire for who you want to be mm. yeah that, that makes That's sense nice. yeah oh my goodness um, we're definitely into overtime now, but um, I, you're such a deep well, Richard, um, such a wealth of wisdom and life experience. And it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, and we will definitely put all the links and the ways you can connect with Richard after um, in the description. Um, and stay tuned because I feel like there's going to be more um, to hear from Richard about and basics for blokes. I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast in another a day if you if you'll yep. return. Um, but it's been such a great chat. Thank you for being on our podcast. Just when I finish, in case people oh, yes. go to, to look us up. Oh yes, yes. It's basics for blokes is B A S I X, and then the number four yep. blokes dot org. Is our website, but it's B A S I X number four blokes is is how we spell it. Fantastic, yes, and we'll definitely put a link to that as well in um, the description. So thanks for clarifying. Thank you again, Um, and we'll see everyone else in the next episode. Thanks for the invitation and opportunity. Appreciate it, Amy. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. It was my joy and delight to bring it to you. And I do hope that it has given you some practical tips on how you can live life well. 
I would love to hear your feedback on what resonated with you or stood out to you. So please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page. If you haven't already, please subscribe, like, and share this podcast with your friends, your family, your neighbors. And if you are sharing it on Instagram, make sure you follow and tag us at livelifewell underscore the podcast. You can also find me, Amy Leong, at underscore Amy Leong underscore on Instagram, where I share more resources on how you can burn bright and not burn out as part of my new leadership and holistic wellness coaching business, the Live Life Well movement. Thanks again for joining us and I'll see you in the next episode.